The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, next, the man who introduced traffic lights to international rugby, uh, Razi Erasmus, the South African coach who, in this year's World Cup in France, has directed his players what to do in the event of being awarded a potentially kickable penalty by flashing coloured lights from his lofty perch in the stand. Now, of course, we face his springbok bruisers in the Stade de France in Paris this weekend. So what should we know about Razi Erasmus and his relationship with Irish rugby and his views of our squad? I'm joined by Owen Sheen of Off the Ball, who is actually met the man face to face. Owen, good morning. Uh, good morning, Pat. How are you keeping? I'm keeping very well. You have met him. Yeah. Uh, like I was just thinking about maybe the last time I was interviewing Rassi this week. It was back in 2021 during lockdown. And around this time, there was a, a lot of talk about Rassi Erasmus and what he had said about Ireland, because you might remember that there was a, a documentary released about the Springboks and their crest to glory in 2019 at the last World Cup. And in this documentary about the Springboks, there was this clip where he referred to Ireland essentially as softies. It was before the Wales game in the World Cup semi-final. And he said, they're not like Ireland, they're not soft. And it was just one of the questions that I that I asked of Rassi at that time. And he said, you know, that's not what I meant at all. Anybody in Ireland knows that I've got very, very good feelings towards them. And besides, you guys don't have a huge pool of players and uh, you, you've done okay for yourself. So I can't patronising. Uh, you, you could cer- certainly view it that way. But I think the relationship between Rassi and Ireland has been a very, very interesting one because, of course, he's got history here. He had quite a successful, albeit short stint in Munster when he had to, to, to steady the ship down there for a period. But in the build up to this World Cup, there had been some reports that he was due to go back to Ireland. So uh, David Nusafor, the performance director at the IRFU, is due to leave his role next year. I, the IRFU wants somebody to essentially be ready to start to transition right after the World Cup. And there were some reports that Rassi Erasmus could be the guy. This was, uh, this had petrol thrown all over it because Victor Matfield went on the rugby pod uh, in the lead up to the first game of the World Cup. And he said that he was 90 to 95% sure that Erasmus would be going back to Ireland. Now, part of the reasoning for this is that Jacques uh, Nienaber is going back to Leinster to succeed Stuart Lancaster. Yeah. And in Matfield's own words, uh, they do everything together. However, this week, <laughs> Rassi Erasmus has uh, poured cold water on the petrol, on the, the blazing inferno that has been uh, surrounding this story. And he says, no, 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 there have been no talks. There's no truth in that. I'm not sure where it started, mm. but I've not chatted to But Ireland. I remember he was leaving, uh, rumoured to be leaving Munster and denied it. And then he left. Well, that's a very good point, Pat, because <laughs> in uh, February 2017, Rassi Erasmus was asked about the suggestion that he might be taking over a very, very poor Springbok side at that point. And his quote at that point was, there is so much speculation with things normally at this time of the year with players. But I just think the South African setup is obviously going through a little bit of a rough patch, which they will definitely get out of. When that happens, there's a lot of speculation. I am definitely not in the mix there. So that was February 2017. June 2017, Munster have confirmed that Rassi Erasmus is leaving and is uh, is going back yeah. to South Africa. Now, we don't know, of course, what happened in those intervening months where his arm was twisted, you know, yes. and they made him an offer that he couldn't possibly refuse or whether or not it was always written in the sand that he was departing. He, he does also um, mention the importance maybe of watching Ireland hammer South Africa in Dublin. Again, this is in the same Chase in the Sun documentary. He, he doesn't put it down as the moment where he changed his mind or the moment that, that pushed him to South Africa but himself and Nina Aber say that they watched the game in amongst the South African fans in Dublin. 
Ireland won convincingly that night and they said that that maybe had an impact as well or, or it certainly drove them on to, to kind of show them the hurt that was being felt by the South African fans at that point. And you have to say it's been a remarkable job that they did do in those two years yeah. because they were targeting this World Cup the 2019 and then, and instead, World Cup. they won the other one. Exactly. So it, it, it is quite remarkable that they managed to do that. However, in between the two World Cups, Erasmus's star has, uh, has not dimmed in any way. In fact, he's probably gained notoriety, gained fame. The 2021 Lions Tour in particular is where he became more famous or more infamous, depending on your point of view. Obviously, a few controversial interactions with referees, videos being sent uh, to referees and then a subsequent ban uh, from the game. What I think the controversy that he mainly uh, is uh, enveloped in at the moment is to do with the makeup of the bench. And now this is not just Rassi Erasmus. This is obviously down to Nienaber as well. This is down to the whole squad. Uh, They're going for uh, seven forwards and and, uh, one back split on their bench this weekend. Eight substitutions available. We will probably be 5-3, three replacement backs and five forwards, which would be more typical because you never know if you have a full back injured, you've got a winger injured, maybe you have a centre injured, maybe your out half is injured. You've got to have cover for all of those positions. So we go for five forwards who, you know, replace most of the pack uh, towards the end of the game and the possibility of three backs being changed, whether it's the scrum half or whatever. Um, So um, seven, they have very little scope if they're, or do they, if uh, more than one uh, back gets injured. Well, they will hope that some of their back row replacements, certainly anybody outside of the front row replacements, are able to be relatively versatile should an injury happen. The thing is, this is quite a versatile backline. I mean, we've seen Faf de Klerk, for example, you know, play, play along the, the backline before. Uh, and Kobus Reinach is their one solitary back on the bench and he can play in a number of positions. So within those parameters, they do have a bit of versatility and you could definitely make the argument it suits this squad. But I guess this has just been such a theme over the past few years. It was initially deemed the bomb squad when it was a six forwards, two backs um, uh, makeup. Now it's seven and one. I've seen in South African media it being referred to as the nuke squad because they've gone uh, one further. Uh, he has, however, said that eight and O oh is too much of a step that would be uh, too extreme yeah. but then again <laughs> is it impossible to see South okay. Africa doing so, it down the line So the theory is uh, that uh, just when you're at maybe 55-60 minutes mm. and that all the forwards are pretty knackered on both sides so you dismiss seven of them bring on a new seven and off you go again and even that the others can only replace five so they've got two sets of tired legs at least in their pack so you just crush them you, you go over them like a steamroller. That is certainly the intention. And now Ireland will be making the point that they had this idea flagged a number of years ago and they've developed their game to the point where they're offloading more than anybody else in this year's World Cup, for example, and they'll hope to play around this power to an extent. But let's not forget that, that some of Ireland's pack are, are outstanding as well and, and, and they'll have a couple of, of big men on the bench. It's just the volume of, of those men is the, is the issue. And South Africa will have looked at Tyg Furlong playing the majority of last week's mm. game and licking their lips at, at the prospect of trying to target yeah. his, his tired legs. It's predicted that Jemison Gibson Park will yes. uh, be in instead of Conor Murray, who's uh, played uh, in the last game. And I presume that's uh, to guarantee really fast ball before these forwards can do their damage. You would have thought so. Maybe Conor Murray's kicking game could have worked well against South Africa as well. That's been a, a theory that's been out there, but it does look like Jamison Gibson Park will start. He did media yesterday, which is always a bit of a sign. Quarter to two Irish time is when the team gets announced this afternoon. You've got Finlay Bealham and Dan Sheehan back in the mix as well. So that'll be our mini bomb squad yeah. for, for Saturday night. What do you make of the traffic lights? Uh, flashing the light to tell uh, whoever might be kicking the ball, the full back or whatever, uh, 
you know, go for um, the line or go for goal. What do you make of it, the flashing lights? Well, I think it's probably instructive of, of how much of a control the South African coaching ticket have on the team. They do like to infiltrate all areas of it and, and try and remove the decision-making process from the pitch where they can. Uh, I think Felix Jones has actually been well involved in this. He's actually, he was actually the man holding up the, the amber light, if I'm not mistaken, on week one, who's obviously come through the Irish system himself. And maybe that's one of the stories we're not talking enough about at the moment about South Africa, that he is one of the brightest coaches in the world, so well regarded down there in South Africa. Africa and we are going to see this coaching ticket split up uh, in some way at the end uh, and and obviously uh, Felix Jones has got a has got a, a number of great opportunities for him that down the line but yeah he was holding up one of the the, the signals and this is another thing that, that, that the right. South Africans have brought to the table. Well it's a match certainly to savor and uh, let's hope we come out on the right side of it. Own Sheen from Off the Ball. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.